Hey, this is Craig, and let me just be clear right off the hop here. This is not a full episode of The Full 60. This week's episode was with John Shannon, who was awesome, and we literally just dropped it about, I'd say, about an hour ago. So make sure you don't skip that one, and go listen to John Shannon at some point. This mini-episode, or whatever you want to call it, is a bit of an experiment. I was uh, exchanging texts with Calgary Flames goalie Cam Talbot, last night and we didn't have time to get him in the previous episode um and he he's he's trying to raise awareness for the university of alabama huntsville and the hockey program and raising funds or else they have to cut the program and so there was a bit of a time element so we decided to do something different we're gonna we we took about a 20 minute block got cam's story we we talked about the program his efforts and Cam's got an interesting story. I mean, he's he's a guy that goes down to a program not a traditional hockey power at the time, certainly, uh, and carved an NHL career, a, a good NHL career, out of that moment in time. And I just wanted to get Cam to tell that story a little bit. So here it is, and I would love your feedback and, and what you think of, I mean, it's clearly not a full 60, but it's sometimes it's fun just to pop in and have a quick conversation and drop it into the feed. So shoot me a, an email, craig at theathletic.com. Um, or shoot me a note on Twitter, just what you think of this format of quick hitters on top of the normal episode. But anyways, so here it is, the full, I don't know, 20 with Cam Tubbett. Well, Cam, uh, well, first, thanks for doing this. And uh, let's let's just jump right into it and and why you're on here and talking, because you've been pretty active on Twitter. And, and um, I mean, you've got, you've got a cause you're behind, so let's dive right in. What's going on? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. I, I really appreciate uh, you guys taking the time out of your day to, to help raise awareness for this cause. Um, basically, last Friday, um, University of Alabama Huntsville chose to um, cut funding to the hockey program and, um, you know, um, discontinue it uh, starting yeah. next season. So uh, on Monday or over the weekend, we were given a bit of a lifeline uh, working with the university saying that if we were able to come up with some funds, um, I believe the number is a million dollars right now, um, that we could save the program. So basically, uh, all the alumni got, um, behind it, a lot of local business supporters, um, you know, just everyone from the community down there that supports this team and, and knows what it means to the community, uh, kind of got behind this cause and, um, just trying to, to help raise awareness any way I can. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And, you know, a million, like a million dollars is not an easy, like I've seen, there's been a lot of GoFundMes right now during this time and people people hustling to help people out. But that's, that's you know, that's not an easy thing to, to scrape together. And you guys are off and running. So, uh, and so we'll definitely send out a link. But I, I wanted to get you on here because a lot of what this podcast does, Cam, and I'm, you know, I'm sure you probably aren't listening to a ton of podcasts, you're a busy man, um, is people's path and how they got to where they are. And so that's why I want to get you on here because I'm just was fascinated to because I don't know if I've heard the story of how you ended up going from, you know, Hamilton to all this to the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Like what what was what brought you there? What, how did that end up happening? Uh, I mean, I was obviously a bit of a late bloomer coming out of yeah. juniors and stuff. I was never a highly touted pick or anything like that. But um, Alabama was the the first team to come around, offer me a, a scholarship coming out of junior. So. Um, okay. you know, I come from a small town, humble beginnings. So I'm getting a, a full scholarship meant a lot to me and my family and just an opportunity to continue playing hockey and, and work towards a degree. So um, I went down there on a visit, 
Um, love the community, love the campus. I uh, got to spend a lot of time with the guys over the weekend and, you know, just kind of fell in love with the city down there and, and ended up uh, going there the next fall. That's that's great. And it, like, had you been to Alabama or like, I mean, the American South, I've, I've lived in Georgia for 10 years, is its own, its own place. And it's also, you know, it's not necessarily always connected to hockey very rarely. Like what was, what were your impressions when you went down there? No, like you said, it's not usually connected to hockey. When you think of Alabama, it's mostly football that comes to yeah. people's mind. But um, they do have a, a very large supporting down there for hockey. So that, I was really surprised at that. I'd never been to Alabama uh, before my visit. And like I said, once we got down there, and you could tell how passionate the community was. And um, obviously, with all this going on, I mean, I don't think that they expect us to, to really come close to, to hitting this goal. But uh, yeah. with all the with all the support that's going on down there, you can really tell that um, there is a lot of, you know, support for for this team down there, and and we're trying to save it any way we can. Yeah, this has been in the states. This has been pretty uh, an issue all over, right? These colleges have have you know, it's just it's money's tight. It's hard to keep some of these programs going. And Bowling Green near us, and in Michigan and Ohio, is cut their baseball program, and this has happened time and time again, and. And like, what did that time playing for this program mean for you and your development? Like people are like, well, he can just go, you know, people can just go play somewhere else, but there is, you know, there's something about a time and place. What did it mean specifically to your development playing there? Well, I mean, like I said, I was, I was a late bloomer. It took all of my, I mean, I played there for three years and, um, you know, I, I needed that, that platform, that opportunity to, yeah. to pr- propel myself to where I am today. I mean, I would have never been close to being ready. I went down there and, um, anyone that, that knows me from my freshman year knows that I came in a little bit out of shape, if not a lot. Um, they, <laughs> they whipped me into shape down there and, and showed me what it was like to, to be a pro. And, uh, you know, I, without that, uh, kind of guidance and instilling that work ethic in me, I don't know if I'd be where I am today. So I owe a lot of it to, to the coaching staff and the hockey program down there to, um, allow me to have that opportunity and to, to show me what it took. Who was, uh, who was the coach when you were down there? Uh, it was Danton Cole. Oh, it was. All right. Yeah. 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 He moved on uh, from there to the under 18 program, I believe. And now I believe he's at uh, Michigan. Uh, Michigan State. Michigan yeah. State. Yes. Yep. My alma mater. So, yeah. yes. So, Dant, yes. And Danton's a pretty serious guy. So, you come in and you probably still figure out how to, what it takes to be a, a player. Like, what did you learn from Danton? Uh, he pretty much instilled, like, what it takes to be a professional. I mean, he was. Uh, made his way up through the NHL and I believe won a Stanley cup with New Jersey. And, um, you know, he, he had been around and he knew exactly what it took. And, um, you know, he was trying to instill all those fundamentals in us. So I, again, I owe a lot of, uh, a lot of what uh, I've been able to accomplish by my time there. And, and obviously he was a huge part of that. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, and I think Kurt Kleinendorf was coached there and, 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 you know, that's, that's what also gets lost in something like this is, yeah, you have the players that come through the program, but you also, it, it develops coaches. It's a springboard for success for any level, like anything you're into, the, the, the kid doing the play-by-play, then the media side. And, and that's, you know, that's what these, these programs do. And you were there three years, I think, and mm-hmm. it seemed like the light bulb went off year three. Like I'm just looking, I'm, I'm elite prospects now looking at the save percentage year by year. Was uh what what clicked for you finally when when it got going? Well, I like I alluded to a little bit earlier. I think yeah. the the first couple of years was maybe a little bit of conditioning, um, mm. but um, once I was able to to get that under control and 
and uh, find a rhythm down there. I think it just started to click for us. And obviously, the more games you play, the more of a rhythm you can get into. But um, I think that my first year was Danton's first year. And sometimes there's a bit of a learning curve for for the team and instilling systems and stuff like that. So yeah, um, once we were, uh, you know, got a little bit more comfortable with everything and uh, you bring in uh, new guys year after year and just buy into the system. And um, by my third year, we ended up winning the conference championship and and uh, getting a berth into the NCAA tournament, which was pretty special. Yeah, that's great. What was that experience like? Uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, we yeah. uh, we won our, our conference and then ended up playing uh, Miami, Ohio, who was the number one team in the nation that year in the first round. And uh, we gave them a good go. I don't think anyone expected it to be a game, and we ended up losing 2-1 to one in a heartbreaker. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, pre- pretty special time for us in university and uh, something I look back on fondly, obviously. Who was on that Miami of Ohio team? Do you remember? Was there anybody that's in the league now? They, they're pretty uh, good. They, they were extremely good that year. I yeah. can't remember. I know there's a couple NHLers actually, and I can't remember for life from off the top of my head, but I remember <laughs> looking back at the roster and yeah. uh, thinking like, oh man, like you, you look at their roster and then look at ours and, you know, it kind of seemed like a mismatch, but we had a lot of heart back then and, and we gave them a run. So how did you end up with the Rangers? So at that point, you're, you know, kind of the college free agent in, in figuring out what you want to do next. What was the connection? What was that process like? Um, it actually happened so quickly. Um, <laughs> I yeah. didn't think that I was going to, you know, ever have a chance to play professional hockey. I mean, for me, going down there, it was more about um, having fun playing hockey and, and getting my degree. Um, right. And within the last month or so, I didn't even have an agent or an advisor or anything. Um, Danton called me into his office and asked me, I said, no. And he put like five or six names on the table. He said, these guys have all called, give them a call. <laughs> let me know if, if you need any help. And, uh, he's like, I've been through this. I know it's overwhelming. So, um, I picked my agent without even, uh, meeting him in person, just kind of talked to everybody over the phone. And then, um, literally well, the, that explains the, a lot, Cam, knowing George, see if you'd have met him in person, then probably not just either. he's great. No, yeah, you're probably right. But, uh, no, I honestly, George has been, uh, you know, extremely, uh, fundamental. Yeah. I mean, he's been great for me and, um, it's always nice to have that, uh, support. I feel like every time I have a good game, the first person I get a text or call from is George. So yeah, he's always watching and always very supportive, but, um, yeah, uh, we had the afternoon game in the tournament, and by that night, I had an offer from the Rangers and uh, the Flyers, actually, and, um, you know, had to make a, a pretty quick decision, uh, slept on it for a night, and then ultimately decided that uh, moving forward for my development, I knew that I wasn't going to be ready to, to play in the NHL anytime soon. I wasn't yeah. naive at the fact, so I knew that um, studying under Benoit Allaire in New York and learning from a guy like Henrik Lundqvist couldn't hurt either. So uh, we mm. ultimately chose the Rangers. And um, two days later, we were back in Alabama, and I was on a plane up to to Hartford to spend the, re- the remaining season with them. That's crazy. How fa- I didn't realize that stuff happened that fast. Like you had the yeah, offers, it, you had the agents, and you better decide. Yeah, it was crazy. Like I said, I never thought that this was you know ever going to pan out for me. I was down yeah. there more or less to go to school. It's a great academic school. Um, I was in, uh, the business program, but their engineering and nursing and all those programs are, are some of the best in the nation. So not only is it a, uh, they call it the hockey hotbed of the South, but it's also yeah. a, a great academic school as well. So, um, all right. And then last thing, because it's, it, it, cause it kind of brings us into the, to the now you, you, like you said, you develop, you play in Greenville, you play in the AHL and, 
And then you like that's when you burst onto the scene. You had that great run with the Rangers when you know as playing for Henrik and and what was that like when you when you finally like established yourself and your and it's like it became this controversy and all that stuff with Henrik. Like you were like this young stud goalie. Like what was that moment in time like for you? Uh, it's just kind of like you're you're welcome to the NHL moment. You know, you yeah. you play your first game or two, and I remember my first or my second game in the NHL was at Joe Louis Arena. And you're playing against guys like Datsuk and Zetterberg and just kind of kind of have to pinch yourself a little bit and realize like how far you've come. Um, I definitely took uh, a bit of a winding road to get there and um, path less traveled, I guess you could say. But, uh, you know, um, Alabama Huntsville gave me that platform and that opportunity and I never would have been there without them. Yeah, awesome. All right. So I, I imagine the best way to, to support it, Cam, would be people to... I mean, you've been tweeting it out a lot, and so you're on Twitter at ctalbot33, and there's the GoFundMe page for that. Is that that would be what you'd recommend to people? Yeah, that's the best way. Um, we're trying to raise money any way possible, but obviously that's the easiest platform right now. Um, yeah. I believe it's up over a couple hundred thousand dollars right now, and there's been some um, some huge boosters down there that have pledged, um, you know, a lot of money already. So. Um, behind the scenes that's not a part of that fund so if you think that we're not close we're actually a heck of a lot closer than people think we are yeah um, so if you can get out there hit that link any little bit helps we understand that it's the middle of uh, a pandemic and everything like that and, right and right. things are t- and things are tight but you know any little bit helps right now and um, you know we really appreciate everyone's support and uh, awareness through this but um, I mean if we can get up and get to that uh, that mark the university's um, has been working with uh, the alumni and some of the lo- uh, local leaders down there. Uh, and they said that uh, we can pick an advisory board, which is going to be made up of local leaders, uh, business leaders, <clears throat> alumni, major donors, and they're going to help, um, ish, uh, you know, help us get into the next um, part of our program. So they're going to be instrumental in um, creating a 10 year plan for the program, outline the goals and targets and milestones that we need to hit um, marketing plans to increase attendance, community support. Um, they're going to work on a plan to actually uh, bring a rink onto campus because right now the rink is off campus. It makes it a little mm. bit tougher for students and stuff to get to. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to, and they're actually going to uh, be on the board to help find a, a new conference for the team. So wow. all of this is going to try to alleviate some of the stress from the athletic director and the president um, and, you know, put people in a position that, um, you know, are extremely passionate about this project and passionate about keeping UAH hockey going. So I think all of this will, um, with the help of the university, everyone working together, will help propel um, Alabama's hockey program to, to levels that it hasn't even seen yet. So um, that's what all this money is going to go towards. And um, again, any little bit helps and we appreciate everybody's support. Awesome, Cam. Well, best of luck with this and 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 best of luck getting back ready. At least there's a game plan now for everybody to get back on the ice. So yeah, hopefully we see you soon. Yeah, Ish. hopefully. And hopefully everyone's staying safe. And, and that's the main thing. So uh, everyone stay safe out there. And, and thanks again for, for helping to raise this awareness, guys. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks, Cam. Take care. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Uh, thanks again to Cam for joining the podcast. I, uh, that was fun. I like having the option to do that. So again... I, I would love your feedback. Um, really, the best way to interact because I do send occasional emails out to people to to chat, to get their opinions, um, to get guest ideas. A lot of times, people as the John Shannon 
episode. Um, got an email from Jesse, a listener, who said he wanted to, wanted to get John Shannon on there. Um, the best way to keep in touch with me, if you go to craigcustons.com, you can sign up for the email. That that way, anytime I have something for listeners, I just want to ask a quick question, share share a thought. Um, rarely, honestly, like rarely use it. Maybe you know once a month tops i don't even think that much but uh, so i'm not spamming it's just i like to be able to communicate so um do that but i do want feedback on this if you like if you like the format if you're like no i want to dive in i I just feel like this only wet my appetite or whatever um let me know so craig at the athletic is my email or you can sign up so i can interact with you back and forth if you go to craigcustons.com um or just at Craig Cousins on Twitter. And again, I do want to share, I, you know, I, I love Cam's passion. Like this is, he is, he is um, really, you know, he's putting himself out there to try to, to raise money for something he feels strongly about. And if you, you know, if you know this podcast, you know, we'd love to support stuff like that. Um, and, you know, people, we want good to come out of some, some of this. And it sounds like potentially, wow, listening to Cam, that if they can pull this off, it's going to, the program there is going to emerge stronger than ever and so again there's a gofundme page if you go to gofundme.com uh the title on the page is uah hockey keep the dream and tradition alive um probably the easiest way is to follow cam on twitter at c talbot 33 i i will also tweet it out and um you know like he said any uh any amount helps will the full 60 will give uh we'll make a donation to um and and do what we can here to help out cam and the cause there and and last thing again because this was a a shortened episode i don't want the john shannon episode to get buried john was was fantastic and you know we started off talking about the return to play initiative by the league um and he had some interesting thoughts about how it went down john still very much plugged in so to get that insight and into the process from john i thought was really great um so so go back listen to that um he we also get into his time with hockey night in canada um you know where he sees tv evolving especially without fans and this is this is going to be an interesting time right now in in the world of hockey in the world of media and then of course we get into john's how he ended up where he ended up um he's a storyteller and he was great so go back and check that out and i'm also I mean, while I've got you here, go listen to the Jack Han episode if you haven't, because Jack is a fascinating dude. He's, you know, young, I, I say young kid, he's early 30s, which is young to me now all of a sudden. Um, spent a few years with the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, and now is kind of carving out his own life and in, in doing some really interesting things, including writing a book in two weeks, which I'm jealous of because it only took me two years to do mine. So... That, that I got great feedback on that episode with Jack, so I would definitely encourage you to go listen to that. All right, so this is it. Thanks for uh, thanks for popping in and listening. Um, give the other ones a listen, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week.